grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jonna here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. And we are back. I think this is episode 106. We did it. Gosh, I feel like we've been saying that a lot lately. And actually, we just learned today, looking on Apple Podcasts, it says that we are a bi-weekly podcast. <laughs> like, what the heck? We're through 106 episodes. It's like the last maybe the last maybe like six episodes, we've been a little more on the bi-weekly side of things. And now they just peg us as bi-weekly. They just peg us. Like, we don't even get any grace Give for what we've grace. got going on here. Right. But I do feel like probably since we hit 100, we've been giving a lot of excuses for why it has been so hard to podcast lately and we have more excuses for you yeah so here is the excuses segment we're going to start that uh here at the first minute of every (laughs) show so three two one yeah here we go okay so uh these might be a little more legitimate than the past excuses here guys so let's just keep it simple and we'll get into more of the details as we get into this episode because it's part of the answer to growth through unexpected adversity. Uh, but let's just do a quick rundown here. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep it simple. So the past three or four weeks, right? You guys know we went through the flu bug, which really caused us to not be able to podcast. And that was real, real violent, tough bug. And then after that, uh, Jonna lost her godmother who she was super close to growing up. Um, and then on the way to the viewing, we got in a major car accident totaled our van, had all of the kids in the car. It was a pretty traumatic experience. Uh, from there, just trying to get all of the details together with insurance and find a new vehicle and all that stuff with the insurance company pushing you and pushing you and pushing you saying, hey, get a car fast. Oh, we're not going to cover this. Oh, we're not going to cover your car seats, all this crap, right? Uh, and then another flu bug coming through the house. So and here- the doctor. And then, and then, and again, we'll get into a little more detail here, but and then when we're feeling like, okay, cool, you know, no one died in our accident, thank God. Uh, then we go for the ultrasound for baby number five. The baby is fine. He's doing amazing. Uh, but unfortunately, we found out Jonna has a super high risk for um, a pretty serious condition that could complicate things and put her life at risk. So it's not a for sure thing. Not dramatic at all. Right. It's not a for sure thing. But we're fine. We're doing fine. We're good. Everything's good over here. It is, it is funny because I just wanted to do the quick. You run so down. easily just summarized yeah. a lot of things that people are like. Wait, wait, what do you mean you got in a big accident? Wait, what do you mean you totaled your van? Wait, what's wrong? You know, like yeah, we just breeze through some pretty big things. So me and John are in full body cast and our so, mouth works. And we're just well, it is weird because yeah. a couple episodes ago you did talk about like anything could happen. We could get in a car accident and lose our limbs, and you know when we yeah. were talking about intimacy and stuff. So mm-hmm. praise God, nobody lost their limbs. Nobody lost anything. The yes. biggest injury that came out of it was literally a cut a teeny 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 tiny cut on my foot because mm-hmm. our glass shattered and i know chris you want to get into the details of what happened in a, in a few minutes but um we feel like it's really important for us to talk about all of these things not as excuses but to share with how we are doing through them and the things we aren't doing well also, but mm. you know what I mean? Preach. Because <laughs> we're not, we're doing well in some ways. I mean, people have literally said, you know what? You guys are going through a lot right now. Like how, how are you, how are you doing this? How are you not just yeah. crumbling in the floor kind of thing? And I, I think we've got some 
pretty valuable tips for, for why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So simply put, uh, you know, guys, I mean, the good book says it, right? The Bible says it. The Bible talks about it over and over and over again. Like when you go through trials, not if, when you go through trials. It actually says it in the book of James, First uh, James 2 and 3, really. It says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Not if, not if they come, but when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So what does that mean? That means, yes, we should thank God for issues and adversity and troubles that come into our life because they are building an endurance in us to face the bigger things. Like all these things that are happening, yeah, they've been tough, but we know we have expectations that these aren't the worst things we will face in our life. We're going to go through much harder things. So this is kind of like building our spiritual uh, muscles, our Mm -hmm. endurance, you know? Yeah, for sure. So. Proverbs 24.10 says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So, um, look, so I think it's uh, William Clark. He's he's one of the great theologians and pastors or whatever. Um, or whatever. Pastors, did I say? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's that? It, it might not even be William Clark, but just stick with me. Clark. Clark. So, in times of trial, we should endeavor to be doubly courageous. When a man loses his courage, his strength avails him nothing, right? So again, we're going to go through things. And I think when we talk about growing through unexpected adversity, most adversity, most hard times in life, most challenges, most times that cause us to stumble in life, they're unexpected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the time it's not like, oh, I see that coming. Here it comes. Now like, I can prepare for, instance, for it. When, when we were in our car accident, it was like, oh, yep, car's uh, cars, uh, fish channeling up. Oh, yep. There it is. Boom. Okay. We're in a car accident. It wasn't like that. <laughs> right. Also, it usually comes like this in multitudes. Like, have you ever heard of when it rains, it pours? That's yes. for a reason. I feel like usually when one thing happens, it all kind of feels like it's crumbling at once and yeah. you have to be able to pick yourself up and get through these seasons. Yes. Amen. 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 So amen. So because growth through unexpected adversity, we know because the Bible says we all are going to go through adversity. We know this is relevant for you, just like it's relevant for us in this season. You may be going through something crazy, crazy hard, adversity you never thought would happen, or just you're frustrated. You feel like you've been through enough and you're like, wait, okay, why, how, and most importantly, how do I keep a growth-minded life and attitude through all of this unexpected adversity. So how do we, Chris? How do we? How do we do that? How do we? Well, for us, even though even though okay, if I'm if I'm giving us a letter grade for our growth through this, I'm saying C plus. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying C plus because I no, think No, because that's average and I wouldn't say uh, we're going through this average averagely. All right. So in an average way. If we were to break all the I'll compo- give us a B. Okay. You're typically easier on us and I'm harder on us. That's not true. So, so. That's not true. uh, You're all the time trying to give me grace when I'm like complaining. Yesterday I was literally like, we are terrible parents. Yeah, you did. (laughs) It was like, our kids are behaving (laughs) like jerks. We we must be awful parents. So I don't think I'm super easy on us. Yeah. Okay, fine. So (laughs) anyway, most important. Wait, I'm just saying, who wants to listen to us give them advice if we're only a C plus? Well, if you'd let me talk. Wow. Are you okay. ready? 
I'm sorry. I'm not following the brain outline again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here is the most important thing is I would give us a C plus ish on overall oh, our growth <laughs> through this. Okay. But our marriage has not been affected by this. A plus plus. I mean, seriously, this has brought us closer. And I think that, you know, we, we have communicated, we have like, just, you know, just sat and been silent with each other and been able to reflect on what happened and talked about like, Hey, I, I wonder why God spared us. I, I wonder why we've been through what we've been through. Um, and what, what's the lesson here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think our marriage has not been affected like it could have been. Well, and that's why I wasn't giving us a poor, right. a super poor rating. Now we have been stressed yeah. with all of the things happening and that has reflected in our children and how we've been eating because there's been so much going on that honestly, I feel like I haven't had time to sit down and meal plan. Even if I wasn't perfect at meal planning before, generally during the week, we ate pretty decent. We have our butcher box meat, usually the same meals each week. We have ate more. Butcherbox.com slash GYG. I'm right. kidding. No, we don't no. even have that, but no. I do highly recommend. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> but no, but like we have never consistently eaten as poorly as we have in the last probably, especially this last month, just like pizza oh, yeah. and just whatever cereal one night. Well, because like Chris said, we had random puking again. I'm like, I'm not cooking a big, nice, fancy, right? expensive dinner. Not fancy, but I'm not cooking a big, nice dinner if people are just going to be puking it up. Have some cereal. So, <laughs> See, that's my logical one that's right been, <laughs> That's been affecting our moods, though, because yes. as we've talked about on a lot of episodes, how you feed yourself affects your mood and your behavior. And so, yeah, like our marriage, we've been able to appreciate each other and our kids. But yes, we have still been stressed in the feral household. Yes. But now let's go back to what you're talking about before though. One of the things that has really helped us is the perspective that God has given us through keeping us safe through this and through the loss of somebody close and through thinking about the possibilities of what could happen to me and what could happen to this baby during this pregnancy. We have perspective. Yes. Amen. For sure. So now we'll get into some of the details here um, of the car accident, right? So Here's why our here's why we have perspective, and this is something that's helping us grow through this unexpected adversity. So we're on the highway, we're in the middle lane, we're going about 65, 70-ish miles per hour. Um, in the evening during rush in hour. In the evening during rush hour, a lot of traffic, but traffic's moving. And the car on the right side of the highway in the slow lane, um, I, it's probably 30 yards ahead of us. And I mean... We're actually kind of in a somber mood, right? We're not really talking to each other. I have both my hands on the wheel, totally paying attention, not looking at my phone or messing with anything and like just chilling. And all of a sudden I see the car like 30 yards ahead of us on the right side start to like fishtail. Um, and I realize that she can't stop in time. She loses control. And in the fastest moment ever, our 65 mile per hour speed meets her car that turns completely sideways and she hits Jonna's side. It happened so fast, guys. As soon as she hit Jonna's side, you can take it from me. Well, I was just going to say, if you've ever seen a movie or commercial or something that that is reenacting a car crash, it's the weirdest thing because it's slow and fast motion, motion right. all at once. I think I was looking at my phone, either looking at the map, annoyed with like the time it was going to take us to get there or some things. We were running behind that day. And, uh, and obviously, I'm anxious because I know I have to go 
say goodbye to somebody I love. So I'm looking at my phone, like aggravated. And Chris says something. I think I said, oh, shoot. Yeah, he said something. Whatever it was, it alerted me something was about to happen. And I looked up and I just slow motion see her car. In my mind, I'm like, is this person driving on the wrong side of the road? I didn't know what was happening. And then before I could think about it, yeah, she slams into my passenger side. My glass shatters. I think I scream. Yeah, you screamed. <laughs> and like, you screamed. It the pushed. glass is like slow motion breaking <sighs> in front of my right. face, but also it's happening so fast that I'm like, but it's weird because it's like slow enough that I'm thinking, are we going to die? Oh my gosh, my babies are in the back seat. Oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. Am I going to lose? Like, I was able to think all of that in a matter of like 0.5 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We get hit on that side. I start to see her fishtail being in the middle of the lane. And I just kind of like start to veer over a little bit, see if I can miss her. But then she fishtails into like her her front bumper got stuck in the side of our car. And if and you're like Facebook friends well. with us, you could see a picture of her bumper, her white bumper hanging out of the side mm-hmm. of our car. So anyway, she smashes John aside. Uh, it throws us off the road. As soon as we get thrown off the road, going like, you know, probably 55 at, at, at this point, um, we go into a flat ditch. Thank God. Right. We, we are off of the highway. Um, and all of a sudden we like stop. And as soon as it happened, I turned to Jana. I put both my hands on her face and I was like, we're okay. Cause I was, we're pa- I was panicked. Okay. Full panic mode. We're okay. I was super calm beyond calm. And I was like, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. And then boom, another car hit my side super hard, like harder than the first hit for sure. Um, and I thought we were in a pile up. I was like, Oh shoot. We are about to get smashed. With yeah. I remember you saying that. Cause I thought that we were had to die. like brace yeah. ourselves for a, a rear impact yes. as well. But mm-hmm. I don't remember hardly yeah. you telling me we're okay. Or the second hit, I think my brain was going into like right. shock mode. Right. I don't remember the second hit. I just remember seeing the girl jumping out of her car with like sheer fear on her face coming to see if we were all okay. Cause you know, a lot of people afterwards, we realized that there were people we knew or that knew my family that had passed our accident and said that they were totally freaked out because it's a van and you could see all the car seats. I'm just, why am I start crying? Because you're pregnant and you cry at everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm just thinking about. It's okay. Everybody loves you. The, the, um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, so when I got hit, I saw this car like careen past me super fast uh, and I realized what happened. We were off the side of the road. She tried to swerve around us in the fast lane. She went off the road. She hit the side of the wires, those super, super strong wires. And then she bounced into us at, I would say, probably about 35 miles per hour. Because you're not going to bounce into us at 65, I wouldn't imagine. So anyway, we get hit twice on both sides. And like my brain, I mean, like I'm super calm. Jonna is like losing her mind, um, just like hyperventilating. She picks up her phone. To call her mom, she was like, an accident. I was like, no, no, well, no. Well, my no, mom no. was waiting on yeah. us. And I, at the... I grabbed the phone. I was like, nope. I grabbed the phone. I was just like, we're okay. We're all fine. Everybody's fine. I'll call you back. Yes, we did get an accident, you know? So I think that's that was probably like maybe my best moment is just being like, nope, she doesn't care. She cares that we're all okay. So I just grabbed it. And I don't even know calm. that I knew yet that we were okay. I mean, yeah. I know I instantly, as soon as we stopped, I turned around and I was so scared to turn around, so afraid that something, you know, one of the babies yeah. was like thrown out of their seat or tipped over or bloody or something. I didn't right. know. Like, I, I think your adrenaline is so high during those oh, moments. Dude. Like, I didn't know if I was <laughs> injured. I just knew, like, are my kids okay? I see right. my husband's okay. Are the kids okay? And they were, they were honestly, from they were like, remember, silent. they were calm until they saw me crying they were and then silent, they lost And then they it. lost their minds. 
after you were crying. So anyway, there's a lot of details that we could explain about the accident. If you've been in an accident, I'm sure you can totally relate with what we're saying. It's like you're just in a mode. But I, th I think one of the most interesting things, not super re relevant, I guess, but one of the most interesting things for me is I was super calm. I was just trying to solve the problems here. I tried to open her door, couldn't try to open my door. We we were both smashed on both of our sides. Something we learned though, you're not supposed to get <clears throat> yeah, out. You're not supposed I to mean, get unless out your car. car's like on fire. Right. Like. But I, I wanted to get out and like see what was happening, see what was wrong with the car, all that stuff. Um, and so I get in the back seat, crawl under under one of the car seats, open up the door. Luckily I was able to open up the door, even though it was damaged. Um, and I get out and I see the car, I'm just like amazed. So we stopped traffic for an hour and 19 minutes, according to the police report. Um, Sorry, completely you dead on stop. I know my next thought was like, I've never stopped traffic all the way. <laughs> Someone's so mad at us right now, even though it wasn't our fault. Uh, three car accident. The other cars on the, on the other side of the road, totally backwards. Front fender, totally bent in, hood up. Like Both of those bag. drivers were okay, they by were the way, too. Okay. Um, but I guess one of the most interesting things for me is after all was said and done, we were trying to load car seats in her dad's Suburban when he came to pick us up on the side of the highway. Um, like I couldn't even put a car seat in. And guys, I mean, I have four kids. I freaking know how to put a car seat in. And like I just told the firefighter, I was like, dude, I can't think. And it was because my brain had compartmentalized survival mode over everything. Like it could not think of the simplest tasks because it was such a traumatic event. Um, but we were okay. Um, we are okay. Uh, thank, so thankful um, that, you know, the worst didn't happen. So in talking about perspective with this accident, if you've been in an accident, you know, like you just play it over and over and over in your mind a hundred thousand times mm -hmm. after it Well, because you can like hear and feel that sound of the impact like over and over again. And anytime I've been in the car since, I can't help but think like, I look at, I mean, I've been very on edge. I haven't been as scared to drive or be in the car as I thought I would yeah. be, but I have been very on edge with people like breaking last minute or cutting me right. off or anything. I'm like super, because like you said, I think you said perfectly, now my brain has evidence yes. that I can get in a car accident because I've gone all these years without getting. Same. That was my first accident. ever car accident. Yeah. I've been in like a very small fender bender before and I've been in a sea-do yeah. accident, which actually very similar. I'll never forget like the feel and the sound of that mm, slow right. motion fast fast motion impact. But um, so anyways, so I was going to talk about a few days later, we, we had to go to the tow mm -hmm. yard exactly. to get our items out of the car. And I think this is where perspective, that is where, yeah. yes, I think that is where things, because of course we come home. I didn't go to the hospital to get checked out, even though I'm pregnant because I felt like I was okay. And my kids were freaking out and I, I just, I wanted to be together. I did not want to separate from my family at all after that moment. I don't know why I was saying that part anyways. So, but we went to the tow yard and we saw our van and I feel like it looked way worse than I realized it was even from the pictures that you had taken mm -hmm. and climbing into it and seeing everything exactly how it had been left and the glass on the floor and stuff. I just felt very overwhelmed with this, like <sighs> this emotion and, and this gratefulness that mm -hmm. we weren't doing this knowing that, we had lost somebody yeah, and that I can't imagine how much more painful seeing that van and getting all of our items out of the car, you know, life before. I feel like sometimes when big events like that happen, it's like life before a traumatic event and life after, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so I was so grateful that I was, that we were there getting that stuff. And even though it was emotional that everybody was okay. And then 
the well, I don't know what his title would be. One of he the, was the owner of the tow yard. He was fantastic. By the way, he was awesome. I want. I I wish I knew every. What is it called? Day Heights. Auto, Day Heights yeah. Auto Day Tow. They were fabulous. <laughs> they were so good. Even the tow truck driver came to the ambulance and like entertained our kids for a minute and talked to us, made sure we were okay. Yeah. The firefighters, the police officer, the Amazing. everybody. There were people who stopped to check on us like like three or four nurses jumped out and yes. came and made sure we were okay i wish that i could shout all of those people out because they really did make such a scary experience i was i was still in panic mode oh, yeah. for most of the time like i was in shock so for them to come and like talk to our kids and talk to us and make us feel comfortable was really made that hard experience better but anyways the tow guy the owner of the tow place came and he was walked out to our car with us and he just looked at us he goes guys i've been doing this a long time you had guardian angels with you in your car like i've seen less than this and people not walk not be able to walk away from it yeah like not not make it at all and and that and that just kind of hit us and he's like yeah i i've seen less than this i've seen this exact hit on both sides where everybody in the car died and i'm just like oh my gosh like to hear that guy who picks people up all the time you know we can say what we want because we've never been in an accident but to hear him look at our car and be like yeah like this doesn't make any sense that you guys are okay um was amazing and then and and then looking at the car one of the biggest things for me in looking at the car at the tow yard was i saw the front wheel that got hit was actually indented in and then I immediately went back to the moment where we got hit. I never lost control of the car. It wasn't like it didn't have anything to do with skill of driving or anything like that. It was just I never lost control of the car. Um, it was it was almost like and we and the evidence is clear. We were in a major car accident at high speeds, and it was almost like we had the most graceful, mm-hmm. high impact, high speed crash imaginable. And then when I look at the wheel and realized it was indented in, there's no. Re- there, there's like no off way the axle, right it was like bang. yeah there is no way that i should have been able to keep control of the car and stop us without getting i mean in that flipping rolling whatever that's why i feel like when i've described it, i said it's almost like god had us in this little bubble and yes we were in a major accident but it it was like you said it was graceful it's like he just like slowly picked us up and moved us over to the median and yes we were hit again but it, that has had us looking at this perspective of okay why 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 were we in this accident in all six six and a half fine like absolutely Mm -hmm. fine what are we supposed to learn from this what are we supposed to what what do our lives mean you know what i mean (laughs) yeah well so even in deeper detail in perspective of knowing like this could have been so much worse one the wheel was in was indented in and there was no reason i should have been able to keep control of the car two at the speeds we were going, when she hit us, if her car was bigger, she had a tiny little Toyota. If her car was bigger, we would have rolled. Um, or three, our, or you and I could have been smashed yeah, if those cars were bigger. We, yes, we could have been smashed, right? Um, and then number three is I did not strategically pull over to the side of the road with enough space for someone to swerve around me, hit the wall, then smash into us. If that person would have smashed into the back of our kids at 50 miles per hour, I don't know what kind of conversation we'd be having right now. So it's just like everything that happened, happened the way it had to happen for us to be in a major accident and every single person involved 
totally. Well, that's what my, even my fine. dad was saying. Was like it was a rush hour. Like there could have you're like why were, there were no semis around if it would have been a semi behind us, or there were no cars in the fast lane whenever you were able to get over. Like yeah, she ended up hitting us afterwards. But there's so many, and Chris and I have literally not as much now, but the first few days. We just kept recounting things and thinking about the feelings and talking about all of the possible just little tiny things that had to have been different that would have left us in a much different situation, which led me to feeling the conviction of, you know, we're like, God is so good. God is so good. And wondering, you know, would we still be saying God is so good if we did lose somebody in that car accident. I'd like to say yes, because that is the faith we are trying to build. And like, if you've listened to our previous episodes with our, our friends who lost their child, they're still yelling from the rooftops that God is still good. And you know, that faith inspires us. And so that has carried us through all of these frustrating weeks dealing with the insurance and dealing with, I don't know if you guys know this, but buying a car right now is similar to buying a a house. Everything is super inflated. There's no negotiation power and it's way overpriced. And so that process was super frustrating. Yeah. Supplies down, the market's way up. And so, yeah, there's, there's, there's literally no way to meet your budget. I literally had to increase my budget like $4,000. <laughs> it's just stupid, you know? So yeah, it was a hassle buying a car and all those things. But again, I think that anytime we go through any unexpected adversity, we can always look back and some people hate this, but it's the truth. It could always be worse. It could always be worse. If we're living to go through the adversity, then at some level we have to be like so thankful, so thankful. Well, yeah. I mean, even even in that car buying process when we're spending two days at the dealerships and, and the one day we had the kids there and I'm getting annoyed with the haggling process. I'm getting annoyed with the kid, like having to keep the kids oh, yeah, calm. I mean, that going at it. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like a stressful environment, but I really felt like I was like, hey, you're buying, you're here buying a van big enough for your whole family still. Mm-hmm. Like, thank God like that we're not here because either way, Regardless of the outcome, if we would have lost somebody, if somebody would have been in the hospital, if multiple of us would have been in the hospital or lost multiple of us, we still would have needed a new vehicle. And like, thank Mm -hmm. God we needed a van that fits a family of seven still. Right. Right. And that perspective was able to kind of shift something in us, especially, I mean, I I, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like with both of us in the moment of being annoyed that we have to spend extra money or being annoyed that we have to go through this process, like, miss work and and eat out because you know it went longer than we thought and all these things that are so minuscule compared to what it could have been yeah yeah absolutely so i mean whatever you're going through right now right if it's a financial you know if it's adversity financially or physically or 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 spiritually or whatever is happening in your life I think I think we need to kind of allow ourselves to go to like, well, what's 10x this? Like, what is 10x worse than what I'm going through right now? And how can I look at it and be like, you know what? Like, man, I, my husband might have lost his job and we might be struggling to pay our mortgage. But you know what? Uh, we don't have a child in the hospital right now uh, where we have our jobs, but now we are, we are, you know, struggling going back and forth and, and, and losing time with our kids and stuff like that. And maybe you even have that going on, right? But again, we can always look at 
perspective and say to ourselves, like, look, this is a trial and this is something that is there to refine us. But at the end of the day, like it could be so much worse. And so that's, that is something we're finding growth in is realizing and, and, you know, being self-aware enough, I guess, to just be like, wow, like this could be so much worse. It is a hassle. It is a terrible hassle. And it has been very frustrating. But again, what can we look at that we're going through right now? And say to ourselves, like, at least it's just this. So maybe somebody's listening. They're like, okay, Chris and John, like, I, I'm in one of those seasons where everything feels wrong, but I don't have the relationship you guys have to have my spouse to support me through this. I don't know how to face this stuff. I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, it could be worse, but I feel like it's the worst for me right now. I've gone through loss, or you know, like you said, maybe no job, or just there's a ton of things. This. 2021, 2020, these have been weird years in themselves without any extra personal issues. So I would say to that person, first of all, I'm sorry that you are going through hard times and that your spouse isn't on board with how, with support or, or what's the word I'm looking for? I just understanding support and understanding. But I would say one of the ways that we've prepared ourselves to face adversity is that we have just really, really been clinging to God over these last few years and really getting into his word. And um, it's interesting. We just went through a sermon series at our church called not today, Satan. And each sermon was great and relevant in some way. And, And our pastor Aaron talked about the ways that the enemy will shoot, fiery darts at you of trials and adversities, trying to break you, trying to affect your walk with God and trying to affect how you treat other people and how you show up and stuff. And one of the things I'd written down from that series says, I am stable in the battle because I am strong in the truth. So that has really stuck with me through just the hard things we face, knowing we can be stable because we know the truth. We know that every single pain we go through here on earth is temporary. And that goes back to, I think we talked about recently, just having an eternal mindset. We can go through any of these things as long as we're standing on the truth and seeking God to help us through these issues and staying in the word, even when we're frustrated, even when we don't feel like it, even if you're mad at God, like, I don't think people realize you can get mad. Like you can give it to him. He can take it if you're frustrated with how things are going right now. But um, I just, I think those things have really helped us. And we talked about recently um, our community. We've talked about them. We talk about them all the time. Our community group, our friends and our church. I really feel like God's been building these people around us and us around them to go through hard times. You're not Mm -hmm. supposed to do this alone. So those are a few ways that have really, helped us to manage through anything that thinking about even thinking about the hard stuff. I don't know. Have we talked about the baby stuff yet? Or did we just read? No, we, we have not gotten into the details of that. So to fast forward a little bit, um, you know, we come out of this accident unscathed physically and we're just like, wow, this is amazing. You know, having that perspective. And then we go to the baby appointment. Like I said, the baby was fine. Um, but then we kind of get hit with another another arrow. So the doctor walks in and he's just like, "Okay, your baby's fine. Your your baby's perfect, but you have we have problem for you." Like, well, his exact words <laughs> were, 
he's like, okay, um, how do I break this information to you without scaring the, you know, crap out of you guys? And we're just like, great. Well, that's a good start. That's good. <laughs> like, yeah. So I just want to preface this by saying, like, I wasn't sure how much I wanted to talk about this because I don't want to, I don't know, be dramatic if not necessary. Now, you can still be brief with it. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go into every single possible detail, but I, so I, I was diagnosed with placenta previa look it up if you don't know what it is i had it our last pregnancy and it cleared up on its own it can do that or it can also cause issues so we don't know how bad it is yet um with that and with my previous uh c-sections i have more of a risk for another series of placental issues i guess you will say that the doctor would like me to get another ultrasound and have an mri done and then kind of go from there and he basically very i don't know if you know this but i feel like so many doctors are so nonchalant they see so much they're so desensitized that he's just very like not jokey about it but almost just like yeah so you could do this and you could have to go to a specialist and it'd be really high risk and you won't be here with your doctor you'll be at a different hospital and uh like and you could have to have you could die like, <laughs> yeah, like all this bleed stuff. out and all these things and they're just so yeah just so nonchalant. and he's like don't google but you're gonna google so he wrote down the things and he's just like I'm leaving you with more questions and answers. Basically, good luck not freaking out till your next appointment, he essentially said. Pretty much. So what I do, I go home and I Google because I really hadn't heard of this before, which that's a whole other thing that's a little frustrating because I've asked before. I've had had C-sections and I've asked before, you know, if I get pregnant again, is this dangerous? They're like, no. So that that's a whole other thing. I had never heard of this condition, but apparently I am a prime candidate. Actually, according to a study, I am 67% chance of having this condition. And um, it, it, I think it's good that we've been reading about it. I think it's good that we are informed because now I know what questions to ask. But if I'm diagnosed with it, we have a very scary next few months ahead that we need to stand strong in the truth and we need to well we need to ask for prayer and we need to be able to know that um we trust god and his will through all this because there's literally nothing i can do to change what's happening inside of my body right now yeah so so we get this information and we're driving actually i think we we drove to the tow yard that's what, so, yeah, right after that appointment. funny, I guess that was backwards, but yeah, so we're driving, and I think both of us are just like, you know what, like, fear wants us to pay this debt up front right now. Mm-hmm. Fear wants us to, you know, go into all, all of the places of just, oh my goodness, this really could be happening, this, this could be something really scary that would, you know, dramatically change and turn our lives upside down, um, even if even if it it um, even if it's something that uh, does happen, it could it could be something that affects things for years to come, right? So we don't know all the details yet, and it's easy to get a little anxious about that and frustrated. But I think both of us, and I don't want to speak for you, but I think I think both of us felt a little bit of a peace, like you know what, like God is completely one hundred percent in control. He is, and there's nothing we can do about it. If it is a diagnosis and it's something we have to go through, then we have to go through it. Like 
there's no sense in being angry or frustrated or God, why me? Like, I think that's a very like narcissistic thing. It's just like, God, why me? Well, it, why not? <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, that sounds really callous, but it's like, <laughs> it there's people that go through things every single day. People who are, who are better than me, <laughs> stronger Christians, me, whatever. I mean, it's just, again, it's just a part of this life. And it goes back to our episode about like, who said it wasn't supposed to be hard. The, this life is tough. We all go through things. And honestly, like I, this might sound terrible, but I'm thankful that these are my hardships right now because mm. I'm still like, again, back to the van thing. I have my whole family here. Like, yeah, we had towed on our van and we had to get a new one and it was annoying. And we had to spend extra money and we got to fight insurance and we got to go to the chiropractor and like whatever. But like my whole family is still here. And so I'm just, I'm thankful that these are my issues and this is what refi- is refining us now. And I know I know I have worse to go through in the future and not, not that we're claiming it, but no, but okay, like, so like, like I will, one of us will probably bury each other one day. So like, yeah. that's something that's going to be the worst in my opinion. Right. I know right. I keep looking at you. I'm not. Yeah. You keep, you keep turning and talking. Away, talk so hopefully people you, aren't getting Chris. too annoyed about that. <laughs> okay. So first Peter four, 12 through 13 says, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his mm. glory is Amen. revealed. It's just like, it's right there, man. It's right there. It's the book that there. has continued to progress for ages and knows exactly what we go through and and was written so we could look back on it and say, like, look, like these are the lessons. Cling to truth cling to a relationship with god like no it's not our own our own understanding it is it is dependence on god and saying like look i'm not going to be angry i'm not going to be frustrated i'm not going to be anxious because you say i'm not supposed to and you're going to take care of us and then something else that is interesting about all this is yeah it's a trial but also there's tons of evidence right now and we can't explain it because god's ways are higher than ours but in driving back from that tow yard just kind of in like silence there's tons of evidence to just be like God, you're good. <laughs> like there's, there's no other reason. There's no other reason but to spare us than to be like either, hey, you guys are going through something way worse later, or just like, hey, I, I just want to remind you how much I love you. Mm-hmm. I just want to remind you how much I love you and how that was totally miraculous that you guys made it out of this accident. That and I want to remind you that your work here isn't done. Like he would have yeah. taken us if he was done with what That's we're supposed to be true. doing. So. It gives me more motivation to pour more into you, into our children, into our church, into this podcast, because clearly there is a purpose here for us. There's a reason God wants us doing what we're doing and and learning through it and growing through it and being refined in the trials just of parenting and marriage alone. I, I posted about that on my own social media recently, it's having a really rough few days of parenting probably partially because of the stress and the what ifs, because guess what? Even though I am standing on truth and I do believe everything that this book, this Bible says, and I do believe God's got us, it doesn't mean that I don't still struggle with a little bit of anxiety with what could be, you know, like I joined some groups for, for the, the placenta stuff of the moms who have faced this. And, you know, it, it is scary. It is, it is, 
I guess I just want to say like, it, it's not, it's easier said than done to just like not be anxious. Sure. And I, and I want to say like, I'm not, we're not saying, yeah, just be fine. Just thank God for the problems. And like, that's still hard to do, but that's part of the growth process. Yes. And so we won't know any answers specifically on this issue until we have an MRI done in maybe a month probably. Mm -hmm. And so I can't spend this next month just paralyzed by fear and anxiety and stress and letting it affect our family when it's just what if right now. Right. Um, and so I felt that in the parenting though, what that's what I was saying is, you know, when you're stressed, your kids feel that for me. I told you guys, we haven't been eating great because of it. And so this big combination of, of just blah in our house, really, even though we're trying to be strong and, and have the right perspective about this stuff. Yeah. Um, but parenting is that way anyways parenting is a refining process anyways i think that's where i was going with that. i just i had posted about there's moments where i'm just overwhelmed by god's grace and goodness of blessing us with these little people and then there's moments where i'm just like holy moly god why did you give me and chris all these little people because we right. don't know what we're doing oh um yes. but the perspective back that's back to pull me back on track here chris well that's it i mean that that's that's what's getting us through, right? Does it mean it's like the perfect and only answer? I don't know. I just know that that's what we're going through. And I just know it's easy to be like, how unfortunate to have to fork out thousands of dollars that like we just finally have gotten in a financial place as like decent right. and then drain our savings, right? How unfortunate to have to deal with the car insurance companies and miss three, four days of work and now have to go potentially buy, you know, six to $800 worth of car seats and yes. stupid stuff like that. Not even that they're that expensive. We need that many. <laughs> right? So how unfortunate. Yeah, it's freaking unfortunate. How unfortunate that that the doctor couldn't have let us know that a fifth baby would put us at a 70% almost rate of having something that could be a serious problem for us um, that's going to put a lot of stress on us. You want to think we can podcast if this happens. Oh boy. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, we'll try to keep people updated, but yeah. So basically there are all these ways where I think, I think the devil could just be like, Oh man, you guys are getting screwed. Right. But no, it's not that at all. It is. It's in scripture right there. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you were Christ's, as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Mm. That'll preach. It, uh, That'll it, preach. it does all the time. <laughs> First preach. Peter 4, 12 through 13. Yeah. And I think just back to the perspective and expectations part of just knowing that whatever we do face and I'm, you know, now I'm in my head just thinking about what could happen with the baby and, and everything, like whatever we do face, we know can be used and God will use it for good and will use it for his glory and will use it to bring us closer to a Christ-like perfection, which we will not achieve on the side of heaven. But we know that also having this platform and sharing these trials because I know people are probably probably our family or somebody. They always ask, why do you share so much? Why do you go into this detail? Why are you? We know someone else could go through That's, it. Yes. <laughs> and, and yes. And, and once I know more about this diagnosis, if I have it, yeah, I'm going to be a little bit more of an advocate, an advocate for letting, you know, ask questions. If you follow me on social media, I'm already that advocate, but we're allowed to ask questions. We, we there's like this, there's this, um, 
this thing in our culture now where you're not supposed to question like the person with the white coat and not push back and not ask questions. And, and I think that that could be very well why we might be facing what we're facing because, but also though, on the flip side, I know that God knit this baby in my womb and that he wanted it here. And he planned this baby before we were ever even like together. So it's one of those things like it, it, I think I'm supposed to go through this, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we'll see whatever it is. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to look back and see if, Oh, you were diagnosed with this or you weren't, you know, and actually have this on the podcast. Cause I think one of the coolest things about this podcast for us is like knowing we can look back on it like mm -hmm. later on and be like, Oh wow, this is cool that we can go back to the crazy season of our life when our kids were young or yeah. whatever. And like, Oh gosh, remember when we went through that and like kind of hear how we handled it. And I'm sure we'll make fun of ourselves so right. much and we'll know. So hopefully have grown so much more even. And I think that's the cool thing too. If you started with us from the beginning or if you start, with us pre kids and can kind of grow with us, even if we don't know you personally, I don't know. That, that's a cool thing that podcasts are just, they don't have to end. Like we could just right. be 60 and Chris could still be like saying the same things <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just talking. I mean, again, as long as we go through this, we're going to, it'll be interesting to hear through all of the ups and downs. Cause already yeah. just with 106 episodes, I can think of so many hard things we've gotten on here and talked about that we've been through just in this couple years or just in the last decade. So mm -hmm. it's kind mm -hmm. of, it's kind of cool. It's the like last a live thing journal. I'll say is it's so easy, you know, to Google like, okay, how do you overcome adversity? And you know what the lie is? The lie is like, you know what? Adversity will make you so successful and happy. And, and, and once you get through it, you're going to have evidence that you're amazing and you can get through anything. Mm -hmm. And what, what what have we continued to say and been consistent with? It's like, no, we're not enough. <laughs> you know, like we are not enough without God, without the one who created us, the one who molded us, you know? Um, and I, I just think it's such a lie for us to say like, well, if we get through this, like we're stronger because, because we kept a positive attitude and we got through it. Like, no, 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 no. That's a lie because we all have a human threshold mm -hmm. that we can or can't handle, right? And again, if we're standing on the truth, no matter what happens, that threshold is, it doesn't even exist. If you are, if you are a follower of Christ and you are putting your life into him and standing on the truth, I don't, I don't think there's a threshold of like, oh, I can handle this. Well, I think you see that in somebody like our friends, the yeah. worst possible pain most people on this earth can think of is losing their child. Yes. Yes. And these people are still getting up every single day, taking care of their other child, preaching the gospel, working and doing what they have to do. And yeah, they're going through it. They're going through a hard mm. time. Please continue to pray for them. Um, their names are Christy and Tim. Yeah. yeah. But that threshold, because they are believers and they have a hope for the future and they have a hope that they will see their son again, they're not, crumbling and, and quitting live living forever with yeah. him. Like this side of heaven is like nothing compared to what we'll live later on. It doesn't mean that we're not earthly good here and our eyes are just totally fixed there and we're in, and we're no earthly good. But what it does mean is that's the hope we hold on to. Mm -hmm. If, if we lose a loved one, like God forbid one of our kids or one of us would have died in that accident. The hope we hold on to is, wow, thank you, Jesus for 
dying for us so we could actually live in heaven eternally if we just believed and accepted that gift. Like mm-hmm. it's that simple, right? Yeah. I mean, it is it is literally because God sent Jesus to die for our sins. Because he did that, we have an opportunity to live eternally in like ultimate happiness and fulfillment and glory with him and with our loved ones. No pain, no tears, no suffering, none of it. And anything. And it sounds unrealistic to people. They're like, yeah, no. okay, if that comforts you, right? Like, well, I also <laughs> think people think heaven's just floating around in clouds, singing right. worship scary, music. Scary. It's, it's yeah. scary mm-hmm. to think about that. It's not like, from mm-hmm. what I understand, it's going to be like like every beautiful part of the earth, but only better in right. colors and, and sounds we can't even understand. Yeah, senses, right. So whether you believe in this or not, like th- there's a consistency in the accounts of people who have died and said they've gone to heaven. The consistency is they had senses they didn't know existed. They saw colors they didn't know existed. Um, and then when they got back to earth, this was the cloudy like foggy dream didn't make sense anymore. Um, and again, you, you, you can choose to believe or not believe or, you know, scoff at that and say, Oh, whatever. If that's what you guys find comfort in, but it's the truth. Well, here's something <laughs> interesting know. that our pastor had said one time and I was like, Oh, he said, for those who believe and accept Jesus as their as their Lord and Savior, this earth, the hard things here, that's the worst it ever gets. The worst it ever gets is right here, right now, whatever pain you're going through, no matter how bad it is, it's the worst it ever gets. So that's cool, right? It's like, okay, I believe in Jesus. I believe I'm going to heaven. And so any pain I go through here, I can handle because it's the worst it gets. And the Bible says it's a vapor. My life is like a vapor on the scale of what eternity actually is. But for those who do not believe, this is the best it gets. Hmm. If you aren't a believer today, I feel like that's something that maybe should move you to to just consider what is this God thing all about? Because I don't think things here are that great. Even if you're like loaded and married and happy and you've got everything you've ever wanted could you really say like you're good with that forever? Like that's forever. Like this world is broken and sad and evil. And, and I don't know, that just really struck me in a certain way. Mm. Yeah, I agree. There's your, there's your virtual altar call. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I really do want to encourage you though. If you have, I mean, I assume that if you are not very into this Christian stuff, you maybe don't listen to us anymore. Um, I hope not, but if if you, even if you are, or maybe if you're a new Christian, or maybe if you're a longtime Christian, I don't know, please talk to us. Like, we really do love hearing from the listeners and having conversations, and especially if you are interested in knowing more about God. Like, randomly, a girl on Instagram one time just asked me out of nowhere. She, she wasn't even a listener of our podcast. She just followed me on Instagram, didn't know her. She's like, how do I, how do I get more God? And I'm like, oh. It's like I think about being a, t- a player on a bench in a sport, and like the coach being God, being like, "All right, you're in, you're up, you're up to bat. Like, <laughs> go on. Like, it's your turn to open this up." And so I just want to open that conversation up. That we are open books, mm-hmm. just like we are here. We will talk to you the same. And I would love to. I think eventually share our testimonies on here about how and why this is so important, and like. Right. Why I want, how God chased us down. Yeah. And how we want you yeah. to experience that freedom too. It's not all just rules and religion and hatred and whatever 
the well, not, world tells you not it is. Not having God is the illusion of freedom. Yeah. It is it is a complete illusion of freedom. Um and having God is is complete freedom because you realize like wow, all I have to do is is literally humble myself, submit myself and the God who created me is going to change my heart, change mm-hmm. everything that I want in life, um, change and start to help me bear fruit and help me treat others um, like Jesus wanted me to treat them and help me just completely, completely show like God's love to other people. And you don't do that on your own. It's You, you, you just don't. <laughs> like, you just the Holy don't. Spirit comes in and dramatically transformed your life. Again, I, I'll say it for the hundredth time. If you would have asked me if I would be working where I work, doing what I'm doing, um, and living the life I'm living now, like five years ago, I'd have been like, yeah, right. <laughs> no way. Same. My goal was quarter million dollars. This is how many franchises I wanted to have. You know, like... I had all of these financial goals and all these different things. And then when I turned it over to God, he was like, nope, that's not, that's not what's going to make you happy. And now I look at our life now and I'm like, wow. Well, because wow. we have to understand <laughs> he created us and the creator knows his creation better than, you know, what is that quote? It's like the, the clay doesn't look at the potter and say like, why did you make me like this? Right. right. So he knows us and what's best for us so much better than we do. Same. I mean, if you, I've said it before, if you would have ever told me I would be a Christian doing a podcast ministry, going to church, homeschooling five kids, well, four and a half, I would have laughed in your face. I was a party girl. I was a vain. I wanted, I just wanted to like look good and live this like typical American you know what I mean? I can't wait for my kids to go to school so I can get mine kind of like mm-hmm. life. And oh, I'm thankful that that's not what I have, even though it's freaking hard doing what we're doing right now. Yes, I'm not going to say it's not. Um, so one more thing I think that is really helpful to just end on, if unless you have something else. No. Um, during that sermon series we've been in in church, we've really been talking about putting on the armor of God. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. Didn't mean to play a song and call on your name. Now my, um, my campaigner brains like call on your name. Is am I supposed to play this? <laughs> it, it's weird. I didn't click on that. I was on our podcast. Um, so if you go to Ephesians six, uh, verse 10, it says, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And it goes on to talk about the armor of God and what that means and putting it on every day and realizing your enemy isn't your neighbor who has a, a Biden sign in his yard or, you know what I mean? Trump. Or a Trump <laughs> sign. Okay. But these people aren't your enemy. Don't give away our these political people. party. <laughs> Come on. I think if it's not obvious by now, these people aren't your enemy. It's the schemes of the devil and his adversaries that are causing these problems that are the evil. There's no neutral ground here. There's either good or there's evil. There's God or there's Satan in this world. And to put on your armor means, again, to stand firm in truth and to be – to wait to wake up every day and feed yourself with this word and, and 
and we've really been thinking about it and talking about it quite a bit because of the sermon series of like putting on our armor and actually visualizing that and talking about it and praying that in the morning because every day it is it is a battle. You are going into a battle, whether it's a battle with getting your kids to eat and like listen or a battle in the workplace or whatever, like we are in a battle constantly. And so I think the lie for a lot of us Christians have believed for years is that there's a neutral ground and that spiritual warfare isn't real. And this is a whole different podcast. Mm. Well, um, you're preaching to keep, and keep that going. we can just live our lives here in the middle. Like there's no such thing. And if you don't see the evil that's coming up in this world right now and, and realize how much we need to be ready for battle, I'm going to say you might be in the, in that mushy middle of like kind of asleep and yeah. it's time to wake up Christian yeah. and put on your armor. And that's part of the reason that's the only reason you can stand firm. You can't mm-hmm. do it. You can't go into battle without your gear. Right. And right. that's that. Yeah, that's girl, what I got to say about that. Get it. Hey, I think that's a, I think that's a great way to, and the only thing I would add to it is just, we can't stand on the truth without knowing the truth. Exactly. And we can't know the truth without reading the truth. And knowing God. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> like Period. And that's on period. And, and Getting crazy. I'm going to kind of pull the four kids busy life card on you. And I'm going to be like, if we can do it, you probably can. Well, Chris, everybody. I'm just saying. Even people. I'm, I'm not just gonna go saying. That. I'm just saying. Right. I I've been there. I've been like, oh man, I don't even know where to start. Or oh man, I'm busy. Oh, well, man, it's easy. I don't know what I'm doing. It's yeah, it's easy to just be distracted. It's easy. What is that one quote? I really love. It was like, if Satan can't destroy you, he'll distract you. So if you're saved and you're a Christian and you already know, like God's not going to let you go. Satan knows that too. He knows he can't destroy you, but he will try to distract you and turn yes. you away from what is good and yes, what is right. And we're so distracted. And we're so distracting. Chris was out of town the other day and I got up and I like didn't get up before the kids and I put off my reading because they needed this and that. And then I didn't end up reading my Bible. And guess what? I had a pretty crappy day. And it gave me the realization today. I was telling Chris, like it really is like your daily bread. And it's so easy. We have been in the word more than ever in the past year and daily and very committed to it. And so you want to feel like, okay, that sustains you, right? right? No, one day not reading my Bible I did not feel sustained. I yeah. was hungry and in need of of that. And so yeah. We've got, I got to prioritize it. Yeah. We we have we've got to make that the first priority of our day. Um it will change your life. I mean challenge challenge to you. Literally spend the next 7 days waking up and the first thing you do before social media before everything is get in your bible and read. You know, if you want to start at Proverbs, and again, I say it all the time, like look up commentaries and like dissect scripture and understand it and, because it's so hard to not know what context things are in or understand any of that stuff. We have the ESV version of the Bible. It's a study Bible, and it's really helpful if you don't have time or don't know where to go for commentary because it's got it down on the bottom, yeah, usually almost nice. by verse to kind of break down, wait, what did I just read? Oh, okay. This makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really nice one. So shout out to Aaron, our pastor, for getting that for us. What a guy. What a guy. So yeah. Oh, and the More Than Sundays podcast is on... Um, oh, it's on a- Apple now. It's on it? Apple. We just got it approved. It took forever, probably because our first episode was about gender, gender. identity. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, so we're gonna um, get going on that again soon because shocker, we're going. telling you all our excuses here. We've not recorded more than Sunday's podcast in a long time. Yes, excited to get back three on that. People, not just two. And he also has four kids. Mm, yes, and he's so, a pastor. It is there for people to look up if they want to. Not that it's all ready to, you know, keep cranking out episodes, but it's there if you guys want to check out the gender identity episode. Because, and I think uh, Aaron's sermons are on there. Maybe the Not yes, Today Satan. He has one. great sermons. So yep. you guys should check those out too. So there it is. All right. So growing through unexpected adversity, it's perspective. It's perspective and it's standing on the truth of God's word and yep. understanding like he tells us, he tells us. We're going to go through trials. So suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) Suck it up, buttercup. All right. Well, don't question me on this. The number to text us is 513-620-4333. I agree. I agree. I concur. I would love it. We would love it if you would text us um, and ask us questions. Give us feedback. Let us know how we can pray for you. Anything. We, We love, love, love talking to you guys and um i was gonna say something else oh we haven't had a review on apple Uh, in a long time can we get a review if anybody would like to leave us a review those are really helpful and really thankful our show's still growing though you know what's funny is our show's grown more the past two weeks not being on (laughs) than it did before so maybe you all needed us to be bi-weekly maybe you guys just need a little dose of us like a smaller dose maybe that's it um but yes um, yeah, Apple in general. Other things are reviewing, but Apple in general is not. And, and we haven't had a review. That reminds me. We have something, one more thing to tell you that's exciting. Well, a written review. We had reviews. Written review. Written. We've had a lot of really nice text ones and Instagram posts yes. and stuff. But Apple's kind of still the big dog in podcasts. Well, Spotify's coming up. But reviews on there really help our show get seen and pushed to the top. So especially with our corny profile picture. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> help us out. Let, let people know that that is not, that we faked y'all out with that one. Right. Um, we have something else. One more thing exciting to tell you. If you remember when we were doing the book club series, which we, you know, we're not, not doing book clubs anymore. It's just, we can't even get one episode out a week right now. So, but if you remember, we're doing the book club series, we did triggers, um, how to combat angry parenting with biblical, is that right? I forget Close the actual enough. title. I'm sorry. That's terrible that I forget the actual title. Triggers is just what we always call it. Um, super exciting. Next week, we are interviewing one of the authors of that book. We're going to talk about it. That's going to be kind of a final wrap up to that book club series. And um, if you have any questions for her, it's the author, Amber. Remember, there's Wendy and there's Amber. If you have any questions for Amber, text them to us and we'll make sure we ask. We're going to interview her next Thursday whatever day it is. Yes. And so hopefully that episode will be out the following week and we're super excited about it that week or the next week. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Thanks so much for listening to the grow yourself, grow your marriage podcast. If this episode brought you value, please go ahead and share it. And don't forget to text us at six, two, zero, four, three, three, three.